welcome to the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast, where we hope to provide a space for honest conversation and information that encourages the listener to take the next steps in their career journey. Wherever you are in this process, we hope this episode will meet you with affirmation, guidance, and maybe some laughs along the way. On today's episode, we discuss an answer or many to the question, how do we manage expectations? Mm-hmm. Dun, dun, dun. One day at a time. That's a whole TV show. Is it? Because in my head, I, I made it a, I made it a, a, a teen Disney movie, and like I saw Demi Lovato singing it. I did a whole production in my head, guys. I'm following you. Okay. Expectations. Cool, cool. Yeah. They had the remake what, on Netflix. <laughs> oh, my mic ain't even in my mouth. <laughs> Good morning, Duke. Good morning, boy. We're going to have to turn K down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, y'all. Keep that, man. Keep it. (laughs) Thank you, Meg, for putting up with all of our shenanigans. Meg is our great communications person that helps to edit our episodes. So now here we go. (laughs) Context. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, how do we manage expectations? How do we manage expectations for this podcast? So yeah, what what is what comes to mind when we think about like managing expectations? Um, whether it just broad, nebulous question, just throwing it out there. What happens? Expectations are evil. Mm. I think I think sometimes they we we very much set ourselves up for failure and disappointment when we have a lot of expectations versus going in with the idea of you know what you know, um, work around that, and then set a goal maybe rather than expectation. I don't know why, just expectation to me sometimes can have a negative connotation. And when I say, okay, well, maybe I'll set a little goal, right? It's like a treat. (laughs) Um, It softens it up a little bit. But I think a lot of times we do you know, set expectations for ourselves, some unrealistic. Um, and sometimes I think that can like deter us from really kind of, of blossoming, growing, um, and, and even being our authentic selves. I'd, I'd say that like expectations and goals to me, like I was just, as you were talking about that, Nicole, I was just thinking like sitting in reality of whatever is going on and even with a goal you can have an unrealistic goal as well um so i just i think just trying to just stay grounded and stay realistic of what can actually happen in this particular time and space that you set to work on whatever that expectation is can kind of help keep your mind from racing as much because i think at some point Mm -hmm. it's just it's going to as you process yeah I think especially like thinking about the the audience we want this podcast to speak to, the first thought that came to my mind was like, whose expectations are we managing or thinking about or putting as like the thing we have to reach? Is it expectations from our peers, parents, faculty, or just from the world in general? So, Yeah. Um, I immediately just think of the novel Great Expectations by Charles Dickens. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it reminds me of the feeling I had when we were assigned this in school to read of this book's way too long. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to do this. And then the only takeaway I have from that now, as I'm going through the Wikipedia page Hmm. 
is that it was too long and I only remember the title. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's an issue. <laughs> I think we're given these expectations to read books, <laughs> to read these long things, and the expectations don't always match up with what it exactly we want to do. And the expectation was that we take something and we glean uh, this greater message behind it. And I don't know if I was developed enough in my brain to be able to d- to think through that. And mm-hmm. that's my concern with expectations is that we give people these expectations to take away something without being explicit or um, to look into something and not really share exactly what we're looking for. And then we even have our own ambiguous expectations for ourselves. And I think that's dangerous also. Yeah. Apparently, the book, as of like twenty, the twenty teens, was still like number seventeen. Hmm. And as far as like one of the best long reads, this is why I don't join book clubs. <laughs> we have an office book club. Kate. Yes, for the Audible. Here we <laughs> But I like to read, but it's just mm-hmm. easier. Sorry, yeah. I digress. No, I'm not, no. not going to give y'all my weird facts. So. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, on to the next point. (laughs) (laughs) Ask me later. (laughs) So I I think also associated with expectations is this probably greater feeling of disappointment when it comes to expectations. Perhaps it's the fear of being disappointed that keeps us from living up to expectations. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's a discussion surrounding disappointment, too, with this of like, what is a time that you have been disappointed at an opportunity that was presented before you, whether it be disappointed in the opportunity itself, disappointed at the outcome, disappointed uh, with the way things went with the people around you? Yeah. Uh, I had my tent popping in my head. <laughs> Dang. <laughs> well, go on then. <laughs> we got about 20 minutes. It ain't minutes. even Monday. <laughs> Thursday. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Rudy. No, I mean, uh, that was it. Go ahead. Hop in. You've got 10. <laughs> I mean, I think, you know, I'm thinking of a time that really just kind of pops out in my head. And, um, you know, you know, we all get to a point where we try to pay our dues. We're trying to learn. Mm -hmm. So you're grinding. And um, there's I think for me, I and this might sound crazy, but I think it's normal. I put an expectation out there for somebody to just simply do the right thing. Um, And I don't think that was just a big ask. Um, But, you know, you're putting in the work and you're grinding and then this whole everything is going good. You're getting your accolades. And then it's like somebody just comes in from left field. This decision comes in from left field and somebody's moved into the position that I'm working for and I'm getting these accolades for. And it's just like, what the heck is going on? Like, what decisions are you making? Like, this doesn't make sense. And... um, (laughs) <laughs> I I shared that that uh, frustration in one of the shows that I like to watch when I was a little kid. Um, I basically gave them the phrase and they gave me that information on a garbage can lid versus that nice steak and potatoes on that plate. It was on a garbage can lid. So uh, I feel like y'all heard me say garbage can lid before. But yeah, that expectation was there for you just to do the right thing. It wasn't a baseline. It wasn't just to, to be the superstar, and it just didn't happen. And it was very uh, upsetting. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think um, when I was when I was listening to the prompt, when you talk about like a, a dream job and expectations, um, I had a d- dream job in my head when I was working in um, athletics, and I um, 
I think, again, right, when you talk about expectations, I had set so many expectations about what it would be like to work in this job purely because, um, you know, it was a, a pretty popular place that everybody wanted to go and work. And, you know, I knew a couple of the people there. So I think I, again, built up some unrealistic expectations. And then when I had an opportunity to spend a couple of days at that place just um, because the opportunity presented itself, I was like, ooh, <laughs> this is not my dream job. Um, so, uh, again, you know, um, kind of set myself up. That was disappointment. All these years, I was like, oh, this is it. This is it. When I get there, this is it. This is it. And it was not it. <laughs> it was not it. So um, I think, again, kind of like Angela said, sit in the reality. If I'd have sat in the reality and asked some questions, some true yeah. questions, some not like superficial questions of getting into the hype of, um, you know, this location, um, I think I, my my expectations would have been a little bit different and, and I would have reevaluated sooner rather than later. Hmm. I can say I agree with that, Nicole. Like I didn't ask enough questions mm-hmm. or I didn't analyze enough yeah I think that's why too this might be connected to but a little off field that's why especially for you know undergraduate students listening to a career podcast looking for experiential opportunities internships in those places you want to work in is important to give you that sort of insight of like is this where I want to be full-time after I graduate and that's why those experiential opportunities gives you additional insight and it kind of breaks chips away at what you imagine the experience being like. And a lot of times people go into the strategic job search like, okay, this is how I know it's going to play out for me. This is what it's going to feel like to be in this role 40 hours a week. And it might not be that. And being okay with, I feel like we talked about this in an earlier episode, adjusting our goals, adjusting our expectations to really highlight, support, and uplift what our values are. And then finding out if those things really align and support what a, a new expectation could be. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm about to say some things, and I don't know how they're all going to come out of my mouth, but we'll, we'll figure it out. Um, <laughs> um, I, I, I think we need to be disappointed. I, I think we need to be disappointed. And I think that's the hard thing to cope with in life is the actual act of being disappointed and going through that process because disappointment is like grief. <laughs> In many ways, yeah. you, you are mourning the loss of an opportunity. Um, you are mourning the loss of uh, something that you had put a lot of your expectations towards. That We were watching this sh- a show last night, my partner and I, New Amsterdam, the hospital show. And it, it, they're talking about like coming. Yeah, it's a show. It's on Netflix. Kay's over here. <laughs> I'm like, looking at Andre. New Amsterdam. <laughs> Is it on Hulu? No, it's, it's Netflix. Netflix. Ne- Netflix. Oh. Yeah. I mean, as realistic as it can be. But we're, <laughs> I mean, doctors are doing everything. And that's not just not reality. My partner is a nurse, by the way. So she was not happy with, <laughs> with doctors doing everything. So uh, anyways, we're watching the show. And basically what ends up happening along the way is this this setup for for failure within this hospital system talking about like all these great expectations and a book title. Shout out again. Um, 
with how the hospital should be run and then the reality of how it actually is run and just continuing to push and push and push until disappointment does happen. And I'm wondering how often that happens in our world today, uh, particularly with students, particularly with people searching for jobs, this push, this push, this push. We use this phrase in athletics all the time of this is their Super Bowl or this is your Super Bowl. Um, And so I think we've, we've set up ourselves for this large feeling of being demoralized by disappointment. And there needs to be a reframe around what disappointment is. And so if we keep saying something's a Super Bowl, Chiefs are a villain, by the way, Chiefs are a villain. Uh, <laughs> sorry to our Casey's uh, listeners out there. <laughs> but we keep setting up this failure and we're watching all of these, all this confetti fall from the sky. And, and that is our idea of what's taking place. Then we're not spending time reflecting on this. We're not learning from this opportunity and we're not uh, developing a mechanism to adapt and evolve. And I think that's why selling this great idea of what could be can be difficult. So my story uh, personal expectations of having played football. I, I always tell people, and I think this is something that um, is often echoed, is that don't meet your heroes. <laughs> and I've, I've had the opportunity to, to meet several people that I have looked up to throughout my life, and some lived up to it, absolutely. Some were amazing, great mentors, uh, great people to uh, work with, but then there was others that were just they just fell flat based off my expectations. And learning from that helped me to see who I did not want to be if I was ever in a position to be a mentor, to ever uh, be in charge of something or to lead or to set up something. And I want to encourage people with that, that we can learn from these disappointments when our expectations are not met. Thoughts? I agree with that. You can definitely learn. Like you say, I think you got to go through things to learn so that when you, one, you can, again, in quote, manage those expectations. But when you see things, you know how to then react or how to um, reroute yourself mm-hmm. to to get the best outcome. So, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. I think... Uh, um, as a, again, I think I, I used a catchphrase in, in senior, senior season one um, with exploration, right? So a, approach it as you are exploring something. This way you either get some something excited, exciting that you didn't expect, or if it was something that's disappointing, at least it wasn't an expectation, right? So, mm-hmm. um, you know, as I'm thinking about um, talking with students like, Know your values, know your ethics, get, know yourself, right? Get get settled in that. This way, the expectations that you start to set for yourself will be a little bit more realistic because they're catered to you. Um, so hopefully you can, um, you know, limit a little bit of the disappointment, but disappointment is going to happen no matter what. So you've also got to learn how to deal with that as well and continue to push forward, um, you know, as you kind of go through it. Um, always go through things. Don't, don't. Ignore things. That's that's my other therapy tag. Um, mm-hmm. But um, 
you know, grow through it, learn through it. Um, but I think um, a lot of it just kind of goes around rephrasing when I'm talking with students. Um, I think us as professionals, especially in the career space, we've learned what some of those anxiety triggering keywords are. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, taking a little bit of, of a creative approach to how you have those conversations. But again, the more you can know yourself, know your values, um, you know, have have some ethics about you. I think it helps in in navigating expectations. And one thing, going back to the story you shared, Angela, and then tying into what you just, um, what all of y'all just mentioned too, with expectations, really being mindful of how it um, can either like manipulate or present you with choices where you're having to negotiate like your, how you interact with others. Mm-hmm. I feel like if we, in we talked about professionalism professionalism previously, mm-hmm. going into those um, experiences or um, engagements with expectations, really being mindful of how it's changing your your inner being as far as like how you show grace, kindness, um, just care for others you work with. I think that's important to, too to really think about when you're going through disappointment or experiencing that grief, managing how you still, you know, Remind yourself that it's not a failure of you personally. It's it's you figuring out what you're what you're trying to do, what you want to be, and who you want to be. And it's all about getting to that um, maybe not an end result, but that continuous practice of being your best self, whatever that looks like for you in community and engagement with other people in your professional environment. Yeah, <laughs> it just got. I mean, that was a mic drop moment for Kay. They're just like. Oh, what? Then we needed a sponsor like Wendy's to go ahead and plug. <laughs> get your four for four. I see for four. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get your chili and it's cold. Oh. <gasps> Expectations. Oh, unmelted Expectations. <laughs> Expectations of the right thing, right? You want With hot the onions chili. and the unmelted cheese. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, frosty, frosty feels a little bit more processed. Ooh. Bring back the strawberry frosty. <laughs> Nobody ate breakfast this morning, you guys. Nobody. I had a shake. Okay. A protein shake. Ooh. I had my oatmeal and yogurt. I didn't eat breakfast this morning, you guys. I, <laughs> I had a sausage, egg, and cheese biscuit from Biscuitville. It's only one Shameless open. plug for Biscuitville. Sorry. <laughs> Listen, we need some sponsorships out here. We do. So uh, when we're looking at jobs, too, I I think this is a common thing of like uh, Kay touched on this a little bit earlier. I think we all have a little bit of we when we're approaching the job search itself, we have like a top five and we even recommend this, like narrow it down to a group that you really want to spend a lot of time on and Mm -hmm. really dive into those, whether it be through researching the company, doing outreach to connect with people that work there or alums that are connected to that um, opportunity or really investigating, exploring yourself as to why you want this particular job and spending all that time and effort um, when you don't get an opportunity can be very, very, very frustrating. So how do we go about setting those expectations for our job search and our employment opportunities? Because we want students to be excited. We want people to be excited as they look for opportunities. So how do we continue to be excited without getting our hopes up too high? Be realistic. Um, You can dream, but there's also (laughs) be realistic, right? Um, If I am Fresh out of undergrad, I have some skills that I've built up through my internship and experiential opportunities, but 
if I'm sitting here applying for a president position within an organization, that's not very realistic right now, right? Um, so I think um, dream, but also know yourself um, and, and know your qualifications um, and, and have confidence in that. But at the same point, um, you know, don't set yourself up for failure by reaching too far. Um, how do we determine how that reach too far is? Being realistic, having conversations with people, hopefully having a mentor, coming to the career center. Let's talk about this. You know, go to people who have a little bit more um, experience and knowledge that can help you make those decisions. You don't have to do that all on your own. Yes, and find people who both support your dream and don't discourage it, but also encourage you to think about what is the next step as opposed to the final step. Mm -hmm. I mean, they just took every single thing <laughs> in my head. But one thing that keeps coming up in my head is about is being intentional. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, about what you want. Um, even in like, you know, when Nicole and Rudy are saying it, and it's good and it makes sense, but when you actually get into the depths of it, triage some of these things. You got your type, top five, like Rudy talked about, but think about it um, and be intentional about what you're applying to. You don't know what the processes look like. You might have a application process is super intense, essays, all of that. Do you do five of those at the same time, or do we do two of those, and then maybe three more that are less intent but you're still reaching trying to reach the goal of that position that works for you again being realistic and then being intentional yeah i just say like um y'all have said to come to the career center because we know how to strategize and how to help you think about things and help you see the other side of the coin i know i've had appointments with students where i'm like like nicole just mentioned they're they're shooting for roles that are great to aspire to it's just the reality of it is you're still an undergraduate with almost a year of experience if you kind of you know mm. match and match some things together so don't feel disappointed if you get to the third round interview for that role but then they don't choose you it just means you you have all the skill sets you need it's just you need a little bit more time to you know do pay your dues mm -hmm. and then you'll get there yeah. One of the reasons we often encourage students to take gap years before professional programs, and especially me working with predominantly with students that are pre-health, think about mm -hmm. medical school, is so that they, they can identify uh, ways to manage all sorts of things in their life beyond just the academic piece. And right, we have in our notes right now of like identify resources to manage disappointment. And the resource is you and the people around you. And no one knows yourself better than you. And so self-exploration, knowing your values, knowing who you are, and then going back to those things that energize you, uh, give you hope, give you uh, the ability to dream. That's how you manage disappointment. Um, and, and sure, like continue to talk it out with a helpful human that's in your life that wants to continue to support you and help you see that sometimes you you have to go back down the ladder to get all the way up at the top of the ladder. You need to restabilize to get to that point. Mm -hmm. um, I was watching a TikTok the other day, and I would always wonder why, how this guy made money doing what he was doing. He just reviews movies on TikTok. Um, and he was talking about how he was in a dream job. He was making more money than anybody in his family had ever made in his entire life. And he and his partner were super excited and happy about the work that he was doing until he realized it wasn't actually what he wanted to be doing. And so what he did was his wife, well, his partner encouraged him to quit. 
And so he quit his position that paid a tremendous amount of money, and he took an enti- uh, basically 50% of his pay out of their household. And he was all the way down half of his pay now, making less money, but he was able to do the things that he loved most. And to set his vision forward again, he had to take a step back in order to say, I really want to do this. And that's who I am. This is how I stay true to myself. And they're making it work. Um, so I encourage you to do that. And as we kind of close out today, um, let's go around and say uh, perhaps give a bit of advice for people seeking how to move forward and dream in a place, in a world that's often seemed filled with disappointment. Surround yourself around a group of like-minded people in your mentorship. Um, find some people, like Rudy said earlier, that will um, love you, but be transparent with you, and still push you to get to that next level. Watch the original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. <laughs> Don't be a Baraka Trump. <laughs> right, but but I say that seriously. I say that seriously because Charlie Bucket learned some things along the way throughout that whole movie. Yeah. yeah. So he had this expectation at the end that he made it to the end, but Willie was like, you messed up my fizzy Lipton machine. Um, so we got a problem there, and he had to he had to learn through that, and, and him and Grandpa Joe learned some things. So, you know, again, <laughs> if you want something, if you're somebody who's a bit visual and a, has likes a little bit of nostalgia, watch that original Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory. Um, just understand there's going to be setbacks you're going to have a time that probably is going to seem a little bit wrong to somebody you know there's there's going to be things but at the end of the day charlie moved into that house i with am grandpa joe screaming are you googling that Kay? okay so it wasn't her name wasn't Veronica. it was violet veruca. beauregard oh yeah oh, was it i thought it was like a veruca too i love to say veronica is, trump <laughs> Okay. We're going to edit that out. I am cackling. Violet Beauregard. Violet Beauregard. That's what I was thinking. My bad. No no, no offense to a Veronica out there. Um, (laughs) I love that, though. That is a great. It is. That is a great, like, visual. (laughs) You're going to me say some things that get me in trouble in this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Meg, you can bleep it out. (laughs) I love that example. I was just going to say meditate, reflect. Yeah. (laughs) Really think about other things. Watch Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Willy Wonka, Willy not Wonka. Charlie. Oh, so, Willy we're not, so we're not Wonka. going to Johnny Depp one? No, sir. Whoa. The original. I like the Johnny Depp one, too. But the original mm-hmm. is better. I the original. Yeah. I agree. So Johnny Depp stands. Sorry. (laughs) As we go from here, uh, think about where you are. And remember, it's okay to look down and to see your feet on the ground and remember that you are standing strong where you are and that one day you can look back up and find your dream. Just surround yourself with the people that support you. This has been the What's Career Got to Do With It podcast. We are all over the place this morning, but that's okay. We hope you enjoy our show. Love you, Johnny Tan. (laughs) We'll see you around. Bye, y'all. Bye.